Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by ESS Dental Solutions, the nation's leading platform for outsourced dental billing and other services. All of the guests are winners of ESS Top Practice Award, who share their experiences, best practices, and what sets them apart in their communities. Their opinions and recommendations are their own, and you should consult with your own professional advisors with respect to your own practice. Welcome everyone to today's episode of How We Did It, our podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists, featuring our top practice award winners. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Stephen Chung. Thank you for joining me. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. All right. To start things off, do you mind introducing yourself and your practice to our audience? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Stephen Chung. I'm a general dentist, uh, and uh, my uh, dental office is in Lodi, California, which is about you know 40 minutes south of uh, Sacramento, California. Um, yeah, the office, it's a family-run office. Uh, I'm the only dentist. Um, it's been around for 48 years through three other dentists that's, you know, come and gone and retired. Um, yeah, I do a little bit of, um, yeah, just the bread and butter stuff, right? You know, fillings, crowns, uh, bridges, uh, restoring implants and things like that. Um, we've got a, a team of uh, six people, uh, two hygienists, a uh, total of four days of hygiene, and I have four operatories, um, you know, one uh, one front office person and uh, two assistants. So, you know, pretty small, you know, uh, you know, family practice. Uh, we we take PPO insurance um, and cash patients. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Can you tell me a little bit about what your journey in the dental industry has looked like? Did you always know that you wanted to become a dentist? Uh, yeah, not really. Um, I, you know, I went to school with a bachelor's degree, you know, in, in biological sciences. Um, and then initially I wanted to work in um, hospital administration, right? Um, healthcare administration. So uh, that's actually where my master's degree is. Uh, I have a master's degree in um, healthcare administration from USC. Um, and I climbed that, you know, the corporate ladder uh, for, you know, several years and it was fun, you know, very enjoyable, but I realized that, uh, you know, the work-life balance wasn't very good, you know, the higher up you go. Um, and so I decided to, you know, switch careers. Um, I had, you know, um, in my family, my dad was a dentist, um, my uncle was a dentist. So, um, you know, I got to see that they had a good uh, work-life balance. So uh, basically switched careers completely, you know, went back to school, you know, while still working uh, full-time. Uh, studied for the DAT and all that, um, applied a couple times. So it took me, you know, a couple years to apply. Uh, got into uh, University of Michigan uh, School of Dentistry. And so um, my wife and I, we, you know, relocated ourselves all the way out to Michigan and, you know, and spent, you know, four years out there. Uh, very good experience, you know, met some lifelong friends. And then we decided to, you know, of course, come back to um, Sacramento, California, uh, settle down where both our parents are from and start a family. And I did that and uh, worked as an associate for a while through uh, Pacific Dental Services or otherwise known as PDS. Um, you know, the pace was was pretty quick. Um, I learned a lot, but wasn't, you know, where I wanted to uh, uh, to settle long term. And so then I started looking for a dental office to buy. Um, and even that took a year. Right. It was um, right before COVID, actually. <laughs> so I bought my dental office uh, September 2019. Okay. Um, 
so yeah that's that's kind of where the the journey began um and then shortly after i i brought on e-assist so yeah awesome wow that was right before covid hit <laughs> yeah yeah six months before so <laughs> oh goodness Wow. Well, you had quite the journey. I'm actually based in Michigan, and it's not too often that we find people who cross paths over here. So cool. Yeah, go blue. Yeah, my <laughs> wife went to Michigan State, so she's uh, she's go green. So okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, how does your practice serve your surrounding community, and how do you differentiate yourself from maybe other practices that are in your community? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm kind of old school in the sense that, you know, we like building relationships with patients, right? And so, and a lot of the patients have been there long term. And so we get, you know, we get a good amount of internal referrals, right? Meaning new patients from our existing patients. Um, and so overall, you know, goal is just providing like really good, um, exceptional quality, you know, precision, accurate dentistry. And I make my patients know that, right? I let them know, hey, we, we got to make sure that this crown, for example, is fitting perfectly before I give it to you, right? So they they got to get a sense of the quality and and um, and the accuracy, right? Um, and all about just being a family oriented practice. Um, you know, the kids are welcome, of course. Um, I don't do too much pedo, right? But uh, but we still see their kids and 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 the kids have grown up, so we see them, right? Um, and um, just kind of a slow paced, family oriented practice where we kind of get to know everyone, uh, get to know their interests, and we and we joke around with our patients, right? Uh, we, we try to have that lighthearted um, uh, attitude in the field of the office. Um, and lately, uh, we've been, I've been trying to implement um, kind of going above and beyond and, and providing like, um, like some, in some ways, free stuff to the patients, right? Like little gift bags. So we started that recently to uh, to try to uh, provide a feel for the dental office where you wouldn't really expect, right? You don't expect to have refreshments or coffee or, or fresh flowers in the lobby, things like that. So we're trying to do things like that to further uh, differentiate ourselves from um, from the uh, family, you know, oriented practice that we've always been. So I love that. Yeah. It sounds like there's so much intentionality that goes behind the patient experience when they step into your office. Yeah, and definitely trying, you know, because, uh, you know, it's especially in California, right? Uh, we're pretty saturated, you know, and so a lot of we get a lot of like dental clinics and things like that, too. And there's still the the old school, you know, solo dental uh, practice out there. But but there's still quite a lot of us. Right. So, yeah, as you mentioned, trying to just, you know, do something different. So. Sure, sure. And I love your yeah. approach to relationship building, I think, especially within the field of dentistry, you have a unique opportunity more so than like the medical field itself where you can really connect with patients and build that relationship and patients aren't just another chart that you're shuffling through in your day to day. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we are obviously partnered through eAssist today and eAssist is honoring your practice as a top practice. Um thinking about a top practice within broader terms just within the field of dentistry, how would you define a top practice? Yeah. So I think so in general, I would I would think the you know, definition of a top practice would be, you know, one that achieves those uh, those financial goals, right? The numbers, right? The numbers that your CPA or your dental consultant or what you find on, you know, Facebook groups of dentists, right? Uh, to say, hey, these are the numbers that you should be hitting. Um, and, and I think ESS helps with that, right? So I think that's like the general term. Uh, for me, it's a little more personal, I guess. Um, you know, running a small business, um, any small business, whether it's a sandwich shop, a, a mechanic shop, restaurant, or a dental practice is very difficult, right? Uh, and so for me, you know, top practice is, 
is really kind of what you, the dentist, like makes of it, right? You know, I know I have friends that want to be a, a super GP, right? Do as much as they can in-house and that's cool. That's that's them. Uh, there's some people I know that they want to grow their dental office, right? From one to three to five to seven and, and so on. Uh, for me, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's more about uh, life balance, right? That's kind of why I switched careers to do it. So for me, a top practice is just making sure that you have uh, time for yourself and your family or whatever you want to do, right? Your hobbies. Um, and making, you know, your practice fit your greater goals in life. Um, and then within that, you know, uh, uh, confines, making it as efficient as possible, right? So that's that's a top practice for me. So for me, um, having Fridays off such as today to, to catch up on things, right, and spend time with my kids, um, that's, that's always going to be a goal. And so I'm going to make my practice as efficient as possible to still to not have to work on Fridays, right? <laughs> uh, is, is that the goal? So because um, otherwise it's a backbreaking, you know, uh, work being a dentist, right? And and uh, it's just a means to an end sometimes unless you really define what you want out of it. So um, sure. that to me is what a top practice is. So. Right. I love your personal spin on that. I think oftentimes when we ask this question, it's about like the hustle and bustle of being a dentist. And I love how your perspective kind of looks outside of your practice walls and what how running an efficient practice also allows you to seek the work life balance that you went back to school for. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So can you speak initially to what brought you to eAssist and how having eAssist has impacted your practice? Yeah. So, you know, for those of you watching the video, right, you're kind of on the fence, you know, as a dentist owner or something, you know, should you hire eAssist or any kind of outsourced billing company? Um, yeah, I definitely uh, highly recommend, you know, eAssist in particular um, and any and, and a broader approach, um, outsourcing what you can, right? Um, dentists wear a lot of hats, right? Um, and for me, um, you know, coming in and buying a dental office, um, uh, realizing that the front office person that I had hired, um, so, you know, the front office person has been around for 40, you know, some odd years, they retired with the, with the sale of the practice, which is understandable. Um, and so I had to bring on someone right away. Um, didn't know what I was looking for because it was my first time owning an office, right? Um, and managing the business aspects. Uh, so the person wasn't a good fit, but I didn't realize it at the time, right? Until you start to realize, oh no, you start to look at some of those numbers that top practices uh, are known for, right? Your your accounts receivables, you know, your aging, um, your production collection ratio, all that stuff. And I realized, oh my goodness, something is slipping here. Um, you know, and that's when we realized, you know, the front office wasn't a good fit. So, um, you know, hired eAssist to really, you know, clean house, right? Um, and they did so in a very short period of time. Um, turns out some claims just weren't being sent off, you know, to the insurance company. So that was a relatively easy, easy fix for eAssist. Um, and then they started offering guidance to me as a practice owner and to the new front office person that I hired um, to really help us, um, you know, um, uh, be more efficient with the workflow uh, of, of the front office. Uh, so that's big on and uh, on, on outsourcing eAssist. And then the second um, main reason that continues on today why outsourcing um, your billing uh, or any other aspects is um, that's one less uh, human resource headache that I have to deal with, right? So there's yeah, front office is is the most important job I, I think, I, and I tell my staff every day uh, is is you know they can swap the dentist in and out right you go to corporate places and dentists are in and out every six months but you need to have a core front office person every dollar and every cent uh flows through the front right and and that's how we pay our staff and so um for me to, to have one less hr you know burden or headache uh is important 
because I know eAssist, they've got other people, you know, they've got their bosses watching my office to make sure that my insurance collections are, are up to par. So that's one less thing I have to uh, uh, help the front office with. So that allows my front office person who does a wonderful job now uh, to work on uh, the customer service that we talked about earlier, right? Uh, to collect, um, you know, over the counter or to have accurate financial estimates. Um, so now, you know, she does a wonderful job and then that's what she focuses on. And then the insurance part is is another company. That's you guys, right? Um, I don't have to, you know, worry about that piece of it. And that is, is the biggest uh, reason why, you know, outsourcing billing um, uh, is important. Um, you know, outsourcing your marketing, right? Or your, you know, your CPA and um, and your IT, right? Um, to have the experts do that, so that's one less thing you have to worry about. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear how ESS has been able to support your practice, and I'm so thrilled. You know, that's the jargon that we use on our marketing team is um, to alleviate headaches. And so. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up and you talked about how dentists wear many hats and one of the goals of ESS is to take one of those hats away from you so you can focus on what really matters, which is your patience. So we're sharing all of that. So being a provider that has an established office and a great culture, not only for your patients, but for your team too. If you were talking to a new dentist who was fresh out of dental school and wondering what's next, what do, what do I do now? What would be your advice for them? Yeah, I would say if they're fresh out of dental school, uh, you know, really uh, take some time to, to choose the right associateship, right, uh, working out. Um, and you won't necessarily find the right one right away, right? But you kind of don't want to get stuck in something uh, to where it, it limits your experience. So you have a, a difficult time moving to your next step, right? So um, what I mean to say is, you know, there's there's the corporate models and within the corporate models, the associateship, there's there, um, each company or each corporate chain has their own focus, right? So uh, if you focus on one chain uh, and work there as an associate, um, you might get that type of experience, but you might not say do a lot of root canals or you might not do a lot of extractions because they've got specialists to come in. Um, you know, maybe you're working with a certain patient population that that limits um, the type of procedures that you do. Um, so you really want to um, find that associateship that maybe gives you that broader uh, approach uh, and skill set if that's what you're looking for, right? Um, so really understanding that. So for me, you know, starting off at PDS, you know, you got good at doing certain things. Um, you know, the, they use CIRIC technology, right? So scanning things, and that's really cool. Um, but then there's some things that I didn't get a lot of experience from because they had a, really, a good team of specialists coming to do those things, right? So if you stay there long term and then you moved on, you kind of don't really have that um, that skill set. Um, and so, yeah, when I bought my dental office, uh, you know, the previous dentist didn't really do a lot of root canals, right? Um, so that's cool because neither do I, right? Um, but also because the associateship that I went through didn't focus on that either, right? Um, if if you had that background, then maybe you could grow your, your office in that field if that's what you wanted. So really finding the right associateship is very important. And then also moving on from that, if you're ready to buy a dental office, really making sure that you uh, you find the right uh, the right one too. Um, there's so many dental offices out there with different models of how to make money, right, and how to see patients. That it has to fit your needs and what you're comfortable doing. And honestly, that's really hard. I mean, it took me a year, and um, and we're still working on my office, right? It's obviously not perfect, and there's things that we have to work on. And every office is going to be like that, so you just have to um, 
find the right one that works for you. And that's hard. So that's great practical advice that I think will resonate with our audience. Well, thanks. Awesome. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And again, congratulations on your top practice award. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions, a platform dedicated to helping dentists get paid faster and get paid more. Dental insurance billing services provided through the eAssist platform can relieve your dental insurance headaches, get your over 90 insurance receivables near zero, and help you collect 100% of what you are rightfully owed by insurance companies. To learn more about how the eAssist platform can help your practice or to schedule a free consultation, please visit dentalbilling.com.